O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Thursday, November 18th, 2021. Stand up for your country. A lot of activity in the White House today. Justin came down from Canada. Obrador from Mexico came up. And uh, a nice little lunch and kicking things around. I'm not going to be cynical about it. But I will tell you that the open border policy the United States has, killing people and creating a massive amount of disruption in the country. You think Obrador cares? No. Now, as far as Trudeau is concerned, um, he wants the oil. You know, he's a green guy, but not really. So this oil pipeline stuff hurting Canada. They want to ship that oil out. So that's what happened to White House today. Um, nothing that you need to know about, I don't think. Um, just for the record, migrant challenges, ending COVID, economic recovery from COVID, climate change, you know, the usual stuff. Blah, 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 blah. Um, Rasmussen Daily Tracking. Joe Biden's job approval rating stands at 41%. 59% disapproved. That's not good. So one of the big things that we all can see with our own eyes and punishes us is the high gas prices. So there's no rebuttal to that. Biden can't say, oh, don't worry about it. I didn't do it. Trump did it. You can't do anything like that. And that is going to be a big, big factor in the elections a year from now. Because when you punish working Americans, and that's what this government is doing, they're punishing working Americans. When you knock down the entire American fossil fuel industry, which was working pretty well under Trump, so gas prices, what, buck fifty more than it were? So if you're in L.A. or San Francisco, and you guys deserve it out there, you're paying more than 100 bucks in some cases to fill up your tank. So this isn't an issue, a political issue, where there are two sides to the story or you debate it. This is a catastrophe. And then you add that to meat prices. I was in a restaurant today, um, DiMaggio's on Long Island, and Eddie's got 55 bucks on a veal chop. That's the highest price I ever saw. And I said to him, are people coming in buying it? He goes, yeah. People will spend what they want to spend to get what they want. All right, but what if you can't spend 55 bucks on a veal chop? What if you've got a family of six to feed? So this kind of deprivation, and that's the key word, is all at the hands of the president of the United States. And that's why his poll numbers are terrible, and that's why everybody's lost confidence in him. Um, the bishops wrapped up their meeting. I was really disappointed in this. Um, so they had a week meeting in Baltimore. And it was billed that they were going to discuss whether Joe Biden can receive Holy Communion or not, because he's obviously in a state of mortal sin, according to the Catholic Church, by promoting abortion. If you make abortion easier, if you uh, demand that Catholics pay for it, you are in the state of mortal sin. And again, this is not a debatable issue. It's canon law. So I said, you know, it'll be an interesting discussion. 
No. So what happened was that they all got together and they passed a final document, 222 to 8. The big plurality. Put it up on the screen. And the question of whether or not to deny any individual groups Holy Communion was not on the ballot. The vote by the bishops last week tasked the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops Committee on Doctrine to begin drafting of a document on the Eucharist. So what this is, is a total dodge, a complete dodge. Who, is there anybody on earth going to read the document on um, the Eucharist? No. And the reason it happened was because, quietly, Pope Francis, who runs the Catholic Church as a singular person, said, I don't want this Biden stuff. Don't do it. And if you do do it, you're going to pay a price. So what most people don't know in the Catholic Church, because it's so centralized in Rome, it's not like Protestants, it's not like Judaism. Catholic Church is a country, Vatican City. What people don't understand is that this is run not as a democracy. Whatever the Pope says goes. And if you go against what the Pope says, your career as a bishop is over. Done. So that's why, after all the strum and dern, that this was going to come out and Biden was going to be confronted about his promotion of abortion, nothing happened. So what do I think about it? Because I'm a Roman Catholic. The theology, as I said many times, is not corrupted. What Jesus did, and I hope you read Killing Jesus, best book on Jesus as far as history is concerned, ever written. What Jesus' philosophy was has not changed. Jesus would never sanction abortion in any way. In fact, he'd take a whip, as he did in the temple, to those who were making it easier to have abortions. I believe that. Because it's a heinous sin. Even Pope Francis says it's a homicide. So the logical question, if I'm interviewing the Pope, is you say it's a homicide, but what are you doing to stop the homicide? And the answer is nothing. So you can say abortion's a homicide. Now, you don't have to believe that. I mean, he believes it, apparently. But what are you doing to stop it? Nothing. You could. Making Biden an example. Biden's the most extreme abortion person ever in the Oval Office. No limitations. They term, any time, any reason, you have to pay for it. That's an extreme position that he did not hold up until maybe two years ago because he gives in to the progressive left. So the doctrine of the Catholic Church, not that you care if you're not Catholic, is solid in my opinion, so I'm not going to dump it, but I can't have a lot of respect for the men who run the church. I'm sorry to say it. Okay. Uh, and this is never going to change, by the way. Uh, you know, they're never going to get involved with this. Happy birthday, Joe Biden. Saturday, 79 years old. 
Uh, we don't know what he's going to do. Probably be in Delaware, I would assume. On Friday, tomorrow, he's going to have a turkey pardon. Peanut butter and jelly are not going to get their heads cut off. And then on Monday, he's going to go down with Jill to Fort Bragg, North Carolina, to celebrate an early Thanksgiving with the troops, Fort Bragg. That's fine. Then he wastes off to Nantucket. Uh, his pal Barack Obama will be on the island over, I believe, uh, Martha's Vineyard. Now, whether they take the helicopter, I don't know. So Joe was born November 20th, 1942. And he is the oldest president, obviously, in the history of this republic. So a new poll by Morning Consult asked a series of questions about Joe Biden's health. Again, this poll, 39 Democrat, 34 Republican, 27 Independent. It's stacked to the left. So the first question was, please indicate whether you agree or disagree with the following statement. Joe Biden is in good health. Agree 40, disagree 50, no opinion 10. Same question. Joe Biden, is he capable of leading the country? Net agree 41, net disagree 53. Interesting. And please indicate whether you agree or disagree with the following statement. Joe Biden is mentally fit. Agree 46, disagree 48. So I've hesitated to, you know, say the guy is, I've used the word diminished. I think that's an accurate word, that he's not the person he was 15, 20 years ago. I think he has trouble processing information. He has trouble articulating his thoughts. He has no vision at all. That's clear. So he's there. He's a placeholder we got three more years of it. So the VP, Kamala Harris, she's making a rounds because her poll numbers are horrible. So step number one is to go on Good Morning America, which is totally in a tank for the Democratic Party and always has been. So she sits down with Georgie Stephanopoulos, and here goes. Eight months ago, the president gave you the job of addressing the root causes of migration. But last month, we learned that in the past year, had the highest number of illegal border crossings since they started to be recorded in 1960. What are you doing to turn that around? How long will it take? Well, it's not going to be overnight. We can't just flip a switch and make it better. Um, the reality is that we inherited a system, an immigration system, that was deeply broken. And it's requiring us to actually put it back together in terms of creating a fair um, process that is effective and efficient. Okay, let's talk about your role now. Okay, so he, he, Stepanovich doesn't even follow up. So the vice president says, yeah, it's all Trump's fault, which is absolutely fault because Trump's Remain in Mexico policy had stopped the massive influx of migrants in the USA for a year. So that's not true. Then she says that it's deeply broken. It's deeply broken because you have an open border. You're letting everybody in. That's why it's deeply broken. Trump didn't let everybody in. And then the third thing is that um, we inherited an immigration system, and it's requiring us to actually put it back in terms of creating a fair process. To them, a fair process is open border. You don't deny anybody, even criminals. Now, Stephanopoulos could have had a field day 
but he's not interested. And he doesn't know anything. Remember, George Stephanopoulos is Bill Clinton's chief of staff. Then he latched on to ABC. And, I mean, in October, Good Morning America averages about 3 million viewers a morning. That's nothing. So nobody's actually watching Georgie. And whatever is said on the program doesn't mean anything. But it just torques me off because shouldn't it be some standard of journalism? You got an open border situation. You got Kamala Harris, who's been put in charge of it. And all she can say is, uh, oh, it won't be overnight. You know why? That's insulting. It's insulting. You know, the follow-up question from Georgia should have been, give me one thing you've done to stop the mass migration. Just one. Very specifically, Mr. Vice President. Think Georgia could handle that? Could not. Doesn't want to. All right. Saki smarter than Georgie, she understands that Kamala Harris in trouble. Roll the tape. You took to Twitter this week to defend the most prominent woman there, the vice president, after there were stories about her this weekend that mentioned low approval ratings, allegations of staff problems. Some of her allies have attributed this to sexism. Do you think she is receiving more criticism because she's the first woman and first woman of color to serve as vice president? Yes. Criticism from the outside? Absolutely. I do think that it has been uh, easier uh, and harsher uh, from some in the right wing uh, who have gone after her because she is the first woman, the first woman of color. It's just insulting. Of course, you know, first of all, the question is insulting. And that's a political reporter, again, couldn't care less about getting information. But it's insulting. Kamala Harris's problem is that she's a woman and a person of color. That's her problem. It's just beyond belief. Happens every day. Every single day. OSHA. That is the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Now, what OSHA does is it supervises private business in the USA so they don't drag eight-year-olds in there and abuse them. There are rules for companies doing business in America. That's what OSHA does. So you'll remember that Biden is ordering all businesses of more than 100 employees to have vaccine mandates. Okay, and you also remember a judge said that? No. So now OSHA has suspended all activities related to the implementation and enforcement of the emergency temporary standard requiring employees to get vaxxed. That means it's over. So what happens is that Biden does this stuff. He knows it's not going to fly, but he does it anyway so he can get kudos from the New York Times. And then two weeks later, OSHA goes, no. So that's not going to happen. Disney. Uh, so if you want to take the urchins on a Disney cruise, they've got to be vaxxed. All right. Five to 11. Those young kids have to be vaxxed. And under five, you got to get a negative COVID test. So I told you I would not get my five to 11 year olds vaxxed. 
I don't believe the data shows any kind of a threat to them. I looked at the data. The transmission among 5 to 11s, very low. But Disney, the most politically correct company, the most woke outfit in the United States, basically saying, yep, want the kids vaxxed. Now, there are enough people, enough Americans who want to take the urchins on that cruise. They'll do it. They have no choice. Detroit. So nobody's going to school. You shocked? Used to be uh, when a kid cut, there were repercussions. And uh, now 57% of students in the Detroit school district are chronically absent. That means they don't go to school more than 10% of the time, or they miss 10% of the days. And so these kids are 82% African-American. Think about that. Detroit Public Schools, they're not doing anything about it. You want to go to school, you don't have to. And you say, well, what about the grades? There are no grades. You know, they show up their fourth year, they give them a diploma, they pat them on the head and say, good luck. Kids know nothing, they don't care about anything. I mean, this is just crazy. And it's, it's so racist to allow this to happen in a poor precinct like Detroit. But they are. These are the progressives. It's what they want. No demands on school children, criminals, anybody else. Rittenhouse. So I put forth that um, it's taken so long because one or two jurors are holding out for a conviction. I think that's what's happened. And they're afraid. They're afraid that people are going to come to their house if they acquit Kyle Rittenhouse. I could be wrong on this, but all the evidence points to it. Anybody following the trial knows Rittenhouse is not guilty. Remember, it's beyond a reasonable doubt to convict on a crime. When somebody points a gun in your face, that's a reasonable doubt. So today, the judge, Bruce Schroeder, found out that MSNBC, the most irresponsible news agency in the country, personnel were following the bus that brought the jurors to the courtroom. And here's what Judge Schroeder said on the screen. Quote, I've instructed that no one from MSNBC will be permitted in this building for the duration of this trial. It's a very serious matter, and I don't know what the ultimate truth of it is, but absolutely it would go without much thinking that someone who is following the jury bus, that is an extremely serious matter and will be referred to the proper authorities for further action, unquote. Now, you think NBC News is going to do anything about it? If that happened when I was working at Network News, whoever did it would have been fired. The whole crew would have been fired. But now, they don't care. The reason they were following the jurors is because they wanted to know where they lived so they could pound on their door after the verdict comes in. 
Hey. I don't know. Um, I don't think there's going to be a lot of violence on this. No matter what happens, I hope not. Obviously, I hope not. But this is so beyond the pale. Gun owners. So do you have a gun in your home? According to Gallup, 42% of Americans do. That's a big number. 55% do not. Now, why do you have a gun in your home? 88% protection against crime. 70% target shooting. 56% hunting. Now, compare that to 2005 when this survey was taken. It was 67% protection against crime. So that's up 21 points. 66 target shooting, 58 hunting. Same number for the hunting. Um, Now, I told you early on that the progressives who would ban all firearms, leaving only criminals having them, they take the firearms away from the police as well. So by being so extreme and crazy, and totally ignoring the Constitution, they now have driven gun sales. So gun sales are record highs now. And why wouldn't they be? You look and see what happens in Kenosha, and not, you know, we're not talking New York City or Chicago, we're talking about Portland, Oregon, and people are running wild. So a lot of Americans are going, I'm gonna buy a gun. And they are. Now, um, I do not believe that the progressive left will ever get a ban on firearms in the USA. In certain situations, they'll get limitations, but most of those will be overturned in the courts. So I don't know whether that makes you feel good or not, but they haven't won anything, the progressives. So let's talk about people killing themselves with narcotics. Hard for me to feel sorry for them. And I know a lot of you have family members who have lost their lives or severe addiction, and I feel sorry for you. But at this point in history, if you don't know what taking a needle, fentanyl, and putting it in your arm is going to do to you, I mean, I don't know what to say. So 100,306 drug overdose deaths this fiscal year. And that's the most ever. Obviously, with an open border, fentanyl, heroin, all of that can just come across at will. Cartels love Joe Biden. He's their favorite guy. Okay, so um, this year, um, no, last year, 11,200 pounds of fentanyl was seized at the border. doesn't count the 10 times as much it got through. 11,200. Under Trump, a year ago, 4,800 pounds. So it goes from 11,200 to from 48. So Kamala, uh, what about that? Why do you think that's happening? Georgie Stephanopoulos, you miss that? Now, there are two kinds of people. The people who are 
judgmental about taking drugs. I don't fall into that category, but if you're stupid, you're stupid. If you're self-destructive, you're self-destructive. I'm not going out of my way unless you ask me. If you ask me, I'll help you. But everybody knows that if you're going to mess around with heroin and fentanyl, you've got a good chance that you'll die. They say 100,000. It's 200,000. Because a lot of these people just topple over and they do the autopsy and they got heart damage or other damage. And that's how it's classified. Now, this is we have the highest drug overdose rate in the world here. And I did a radio thing the other day. The narcotics come from Thailand, Afghanistan, Mexico, China, and the South American countries of Colombia and Peru. And they haven't been able to stop it. There is only one way to stop it. And that's to do what they do in Singapore. If you are caught in the commission of a crime and you have drugs in your bloodstream, you immediately go to 22 months of forced rehab. Singapore doesn't have any drug problem. They don't have bodies in the streets. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. Now, um, this thing in history, November 18th, 1988, President Ronald Reagan signed the Anti-Drug Abuse Act. You may remember that was part of the Just Say No stuff. And he called it a new sword and shield in the nation's battle against illegal drug epidemic. Didn't work. Didn't come close to working because this is individual behavior and the government cannot regulate individual behavior. Now, you can chase the dealers around, you can put them in jail, and they did. I mean, under Reagan, who toughened all the penalties, um, many, many more, and I'll give you the number, the number of people behind bars for nonviolent drug law offenses. Now, nonviolent means you don't have a gun. Selling somebody fentanyl is a violent offense. Increased from 50,000 in 1980 when Reagan was elected to 400,000. That's a 700% increase. That is what the socialists, the progressives are screaming about. 
because many of those in prison are African-American. The primary smugglers are Hispanic. So the progressive left doesn't want that. Now, this all started with Barack Obama. And I was, I was very surprised because he knows the ravages of drugs, Mr. Obama. He came out and said, hey, you know, selling heroin to a kid, not a violent crime. Think about it. Think about it. I mean, that's a level of violence that can kill you. And the president of the United States, Barack Obama, doesn't think it's a violent act. Because he's a progressive. So this problem and all the death will never be solved in our lifetime. Because we, the United States, don't have the will to solve it. Drug-addicted individuals who are criminals have to be given mandatory drug rehab for a good amount of time. You take the market away. That is the only way that you will solve the narcotics problem in the USA. Neither party has the will to even think about that. They're not the will. No, no, no. If you do it, you're racist. And on the other side, it's like, what's the big deal about taking fentanyl? So you die. So what? Everybody should do whatever they want. Now, I always go back to this stat because it's harrowing. 70% of all child abuse and neglect in America is caused by adults who are addicted. Not just to drugs, but alcohol as well. 70%. So you can imagine your little kid living in a home where narcotics is the main driver of that home. You can imagine the psychological damage being done to you. To me, I'd like to save some of those kids. Same thing with abortion. I'd like to save some of them, right? It'll never in this country will they ever solve this problem. Okay, we got a good mail segment and then a uh, final thought. We'll be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before, and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Uh, let's get to the mail. Uh, Dion Vandermeer, Cape Town, South Africa. 
Hi, Bill. If you were president, what steps would you take to solve the supply chain crisis? My organization exports fresh fruit to the USA and the disruption in the supply chain is another big reason why U.S. consumers now face the big price increases on a whole range of products. So, Dion, remember, this time last year when Trump was in office, there were no supply chain problems. And that was right in the teeth of COVID. What happened was that Biden sent out checks, free money, to millions and millions of Americans. And the people who had bad jobs, like meatpacking plants or whatever it was, they quit. Why do I want to do this when I got two or three checks coming in to keep me floating? Others got better jobs. So they quit the meatpacking and then they rose up and worked somewhere else where they could make more money. So that created turbulence in the supply chain system here. And then there are the regulations. So California, if you're a truck driver, you know. Every time you turn around, they got their hand out, number one, and they're telling you what you can and can't do. Loading, unloading, it's crazy. This is what happens when the centralized government controls the economy. Okay. McKay, concierge member. McKay gets access to me directly by email. Wouldn't surprise me at all to see Kamala Harris dropped and Michelle Obama step into her slot. That wouldn't surprise you, McKay? How could that happen? Harris was elected. Can't just drop her. Now, next time around, three years, maybe they don't put her on ticket, but she's here until then. Wayne, concierge member, equity isn't about equality. It's about making things even. It's about getting even. It's about jealousy and revenge. I think you nailed it. Um, Equity is preferential treatment for a certain segment of Americans. Joe Biden loves it. Sarah, the corrupt media, using the all-powerful anonymous sources, has decided it wants Kamala Harris out of office she was selected and now she's been deselected. That was quick. The media hasn't turned on her full bore, but they can see the poll numbers. So, Ken Jordan, Mesa, Arizona. Didn't Ben Franklin have something to say about taxes and tyranny? Sure, that's why we fought the Revolutionary War. I mean, it is bleeding the colonists. White, sending all the money back to London. That's why he fought it. Mary Lou, keep it coming, Bill. I filter to relatives what they need to know. Thanks. This is what I don't understand, Mary Lou. Why don't your relatives watch? They have something better to do? Is there another TV news program better than this? I don't, I'm never going to get it. You want to sit there hour after hour and watch propaganda flow, you know, I would suggest respectfully, Mary Lou, that you gift them concierge and premium membership. I mean, let them see for themselves. But a lot of people just won't do it.
They won't blow themselves out of that nightly sitting there with the martini, 8 o'clock, I got the clicker, here we go. And there's nothing I can do about it. James Cook, Sunnyside, New York. Bill enjoyed your interview with Graham Allison, but you did not ask him anything about the Wuhan lab leak. Well, how could I have done that? There's no factual evidence about it. Chinese are squelching every investigation. What am I going to ask him? What he thinks? I can't bring a guy like that on the program and ask him speculative questions. Teddy Paul, Montgomery, Texas. Bill, I learned my lesson back in the 1980s on gambling on football games. I lost thousands, and you are right. You cannot beat the bookies. I haven't gambled since. Watch it. You're not going to win. Cheryl Rose, Alabama. Are there any stops scheduled for Alabama during the history tour? I'm excited to attend. Cheryl, Cheryl, Cheryl. Just get in the car and drive to Orlando. It's not far. You know, these are big note productions. Not like we can just go all over the place. But take a nice ride. Come see Donald Trump and me in the history tour. Christmas is coming. BillOReilly.com Christmas store will make your life very easy. Now, my favorite is the Christmas ornaments. They're not expensive. You know, God bless America, red, white, and blue. And really nice, you know, nice message, particularly if you have children. And then we're doing the uh, Stand Up For Your Country's gear, which, again, is non-political, but sends a message. The mugs are great. You'll love them. And then the bundle. So if you give a premium membership or concierge membership, you get all this stuff free. You get Killing the Mob free or any other book. Regret your 2020 vote yet free and the ornaments. That is a sensational deal. Spend more than 100 bucks on BillOReilly.com. Holly will come to your house. Kind of. Hand signed. Holly Pick. Okay. Word of the day. Do not be a Philistine. P-H-I-L-I-S-T-I-N-E. And write into BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Okay, got a final thought about hating people. Now, in a break, think about, do you, are there people that you hate? Think about who they are. Right back. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, um, hatred is bad. Everybody knows that. But we're human beings. And I do hate some people. I'm sorry, I have to go to confession, but I hate them. Now, do I wish them ill? No. Do I hope they get cancer? No but I hate them. 
way beyond dislike. And if they ever came at me or there was a circumstance, they get hurt. But I know that's my weakness. So in this country now, we're developing into tribes and the tribes hate each other. Didn't used to be that way when I was doing a factor. You know, we brought Democrats and liberals on all the time. We had good conversations and uh, there was no problem. Now, when these people lie blatantly about the country, when they call people racist, I can't abide it. There's a whole different tone in play. So I was thinking about what is the solution? We have a no hate zone here on BillOReilly.com. I don't traffic in that. But I got to tell you, when I see somebody like Joy Reid or uh, Behar, these people, I just recoil. Again, I don't wish them physical ill, but it's not, there's no detente ever going to happen between me and them. Because I believe they're hurting us, you, me. They hurt us, and they hurt our children. And they are overjoyed to hurt us. It's kind of like the abortion thing. So, by not opposing actively abortion, the Catholic Church makes it much easier for the unborn to be killed. That's a fact. They're not saving babies. Are they? So anyway, um, thinking about this, I think the philosophy of no hate zone is worthy. It takes discipline. I try not to watch these people on TV. I don't read the New York Times or the Washington Post anymore. I just don't want it. I know what they're going to say. They very rarely have anything sane. They uh, despise the country. So that's what they do. The final thing is I'm going to fight as hard as I can to reverse this progressive wave. It's happening now. Biden, Harris, all of these people are really getting hammered. I don't expect that situation to improve for them because the level of incompetence with Biden and Harris is something I have never seen before in my lifetime. So it's like you're watching a football team and you know they're going to lose because their players are terrible and they're always going to be terrible. Thank you for watching us. I hope you have a great weekend. Check in with BillOReilly.com. We have lots of stuff, new columns Sunday Moon, and we'll see you on Monday.